0: This is The Starcoat Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 369.
1: Diversity of content is necessary because each of them has a different intention and purpose. The short clips are going to help you with people who've never seen you before, because that's the way that the algorithm moves people in a certain direction, right? To see things that you haven't, you're discovering, but your live streams, typically going to be people that are already following you and they get pinged, hey, Meg is on the phone or she's on live right now. Go over and see what she's talking about. And so you have there that community building and the potential for conversion. So I think really it's a matter of deciding what is the purpose? What am I intending for this particular video to do so that you can then create your strategy that way?
0: That was Tanya Smith, premier video coach and business strategist helping us to better understand that we have to have a strategy, a process for bringing content forward and how that is enhanced with live streaming. So join us to learn that and so much more about how to engage business through live streaming in this episode of The Star Coach Show. Hello and welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. We are winding down 2023 and are actually embarking upon our last two shows of the year. So every year, the Starcoach show takes a short break for the last two weeks of the year, and then we hit it hard again in January. I have two tremendous shows for you to close out 2023 beginning with this show. Today, we're gonna be talking about live streaming. We're gonna be talking about the importance of engaging with our audiences through video. So what makes that so important? The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, we are solidly in the 2020s. And if you're not using video to engage with your audience, to let them know what it is that you do, what you believe to be true for them, the way that you will help transform their lives, then you're missing a huge opportunity. People need to be able to connect with you to build that no like, trust factor. And, and truthfully, there's very few things that do that as quickly and as effectively as video. And that's exactly what my tremendous guest, Tanya Smith, is going to be sharing with us today. I'm Meg Rentschler, I'm the host of the Star Coach Show, and for the past 15 years have been working with coaches to get their skills strong, to be savvy business owners, and to change organizations through their coaching. How do I do that? I do that through this podcast. I do that through the mentor coaching and the programs that I offer to coaches and through teaching coaching. I also work with leaders to use coaching to up their leadership. And through the years have had the honor of working with hundreds of leaders to get clear about how they can be as effective in their leadership as they are in the other things that they do in their organizations so i welcome you to the show i'm delighted that you're here and i'd love to tell you more about what you can expect and and walk away with from this episode my guest is truly delightful. Tanya Smith is a premier video coach. She is a savvy business strategist and this incredible host of Stream Like a Boss TV. She's among one of the most sought after speakers for content marketing, known for her soothing voice, which you're going to get right out of the gate. You get like my voice and then Tanya's soothing voice, Uh, she has this magnetic presence and such knowledge about this concept of video streaming. When we, when I asked Tanya to come back, Tanya was an early guest on the Star Coach Show, and we have worked together. I just adore her and was so excited to get her back to the show because she's one of those people that I know my audience is going to gain so much from. She's spoken for Social Media Marketing Society, She for Rock's Digital Conference, she's spoken at the Content Marketing Success Summit. I mean, she just gets out there and shares about what it is that we really need to be doing to engage our audience and drive business engagement so that people go from watching us on social media to buying our products. And isn't that ultimately what we want? We really want to invite people into our world and then get them so that we can work with them and create the kinds of transformations that they want in their lives. Tanya does a weekly live stream show, which I'm going to strongly recommend that you tune into, where she offers strategies and tools to help entrepreneurs do exactly what I was talking about, attract people into their world, and then engage those leads in the live streaming that they do. So I right here want to invite you to watch her weekly live stream, stream like a boss at 8 p.m. Eastern every Thursday. Now let's get you into the mood of what you're going to learn in our show today. We're going to be looking at what are those objections that I often hear coaches put forward that keeps them from getting their content into the world. We're going to be looking at Why is it important to diversify the kinds of content you get out there and the importance of live streaming and video content to really attract your audience and turn them into engaged listeners that are sampling your products and then engaging with you in the work that you do? I adore Tanya. I'm so grateful that she Brought it the way she brought it to this interview, and I'm not going to make you wait anymore. Let's go to my interview with Tanya Smith.
1: Tanya Smith,
0: welcome back to the Star
1: Coach Show. I know it. It feels like I never left.
0: <laughs> well, but you know what's delightful is I'll never forget when I first met you. I was the show was brand new. And so that shows how how long we've known each other. And I was listening to you present at an ICF conference. And I thought, oh, I want to have her on my show. <laughs> and I walked up and said, you know, I've got this show. Would you be willing to come on and talk about social media? Because at the time you were really kind of social media more than video. Yeah. And you were like, of course, I'll come on your show. You were so gracious. So that was early, early. And now we're, you know, Seven years in, and it also sort of shows the way that things have progressed because then we were talking about bite-sized content and getting things yeah. out and little snippets on social media. And now we know that we've got to be live streaming. We've got to be in front of people and let them connect with us. So that's what this show is all about. We're going to be talking about driving our business engagement with live streaming. And with that, I would turn it over to you first and let's, let's, let's create the case. Let's help people understand how important or what makes it important to do live streaming.
1: Really? And you mentioned the whole, because I had a podcast called Snack Size Marketing. Yes. And here's what's funny about that. I'm also delivering a course coming up in the next week that's on Snack Size Video. It's not just live streaming that we need to do. It is a matter of incorporating diversity into your your media library, right? And so as you're creating content, live streaming, I think, is critical because it's the one form of media content that we can create. That gives people the 360 view of who we are and what our business is about. So it is totally essential to me and for my clients to creating a more human, you know, humanizing our brand more. Yeah. People get to see you. They get to hear you. They get to, you know, experience the emotions that you're expressing fully not just through audio, but also seeing, you know, the the sparkle in your eye or the tear or whatever it might be that's going on in your environment. And it's so transparent. And right now people are aching for that connection to real human beings, especially now that we have so much more as it relates to automation and artificial intelligence. I just think it's this this one opportunity that we have right now to really give people that dose of who we are as people.
0: Love that. So then the question arises: Well, what what am I supposed to say when I go on live? And and does it have to be perfect and and produced and and all these things that that you know? Because mm-hmm. I'm being I, I'm just going to throw out to you all the objections that I hear coaches say to me when I say. You know, you got to get out there and shine. So uh-huh. what's your response? Maybe let's spend a little bit of time looking at well, what do we share when we go live?
1: It really depends. I, and I know hate people hate that answer. But it's going to depend. And I think sometimes when you are first starting out with live streaming, you think that it has to be what everybody else is doing, whatever that is in your niche, right? But I honestly feel like it's an opportunity for you to experiment a little bit because it's going to be a combination of your own personality, the content that you share normally beyond the live. It's going to showcase your expertise, it's going to showcase your personal brand. It should be showcasing how you deliver the solutions that you deliver. So, I like to call it there's five different E's that I train folks on how to use.
0: Can share your E's with us? I do. What are the <laughs> E's? What are the E's? The we want the E's. e's. <laughs>
1: You're so fun. You can educate people with your live stream. You can encourage people with your live stream. So it doesn't have to be totally educational. It could be, hey, let me share with you some of the challenges that we face in this type of, you know, whatever your industry is. These are challenges that you commonly face. And here's how I've overcome them or how people that I've worked with have overcome them. Right. So educate, empower, or encourage, elevate your brand. Because there are going to be times where you do want to promote yourself and sell your services. We can't just, I mean, if we're not selling something, then it's a hobby, right? Right. We need to monetize that content. So educate, and I'm thinking through all the E's, elevate, encourage, entertain. That's a big one right now, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't mean, if you're not a comedian, look, I can't tell a joke to save my life. I can never remember the punchline, so I'm not going to entertain in that way, (laughs) But what I can do is just, you know, have fun and sometimes mm-hmm. just having fun and just sharing something silly or being yourself that you normally are when you're around the people that you care about the most, that can be entertaining to people in a way that doesn't bring your credibility down and doesn't damage you, right? Damage mm-hmm. your brand in some way. And then the other E, I got to think about this because that, that
0: makes sense because we pulled your ease out of your pocket without we, telling you we that did. we were going to ask for your ease.
1: Educate, empower, well, educate, encourage, elevate your brand, entertain, entertain, and then evoke emotion. That's it. Ah, love it. Evoke emotion. So one of the ways that we can evoke emotion is by telling personal stories, is by talking about and helping people to find us relatable because there are certain things maybe that we're going through. And I'm not saying you have to share all your personal business. Right. But I'm saying you share what feels comfortable to you as you begin to do more consistent lives. You start to build a community of people who want to know that you're okay. Right. Right. Which which again, I think is one of the joys of of being live. Um, But all five of those E's are different ways that you can, different paths you can take to create a, a diverse library of content for your live streams. It doesn't have to just be one thing. But you should be intentional and on purpose and it should be on brand.
0: Love that. So there's lots of different ways or, or platforms that we're sharing this. I love the diversity of content. So it's not that you can never share a bite-sized like picture with a with a quote or or an article or so it's really kind of mixing it up. Yes. And Doing the videos and the live streams are what really help people connect with, like you said, the twinkle in your eye or the the passion in your voice or those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Of all the different platforms that one can use video, do you recommend one over the other or once again it depends upon who who you are and the business that you have
1: yeah it it really is going to depend again but see this is the fun part of you getting to explore that right because i believe that i don't have to be in spaces where i don't feel joy if i don't feel confident or comfortable in a particular platform just because somebody said i'm supposed to be there doesn't mean i need to be there mm-hmm. so that's one thing i'm always going to be um I'm gonna follow instinct and I'm gonna follow how do I feel about playing in that space. But the second thing is really kind of examining and evaluating where are your potential clients? Because again, it's not just about you doing live stream for the sake of live streaming. It's you're trying to put yourself, position yourself in front of your potential customers, in front of people who would be leads for your business. And so if you're going to do that, it's going to depend on your business, what your expertise is, what's the demographics, and that's where you have to really get crystal clear about your target audience. If you know who your target audience is, it's going to be easier for you to identify where they play. Do they play on LinkedIn? Do they play in, on YouTube? Now, honestly, I think YouTube is kind of central because it acts as a search engine for you, Right regardless of what other platforms. But if you're looking at Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter now called X, you're looking at any of those other platforms, you need to, you need to do the research, do your homework and understand, are my people here? Right. And if they're not, then you may not need to play on TikTok.
0: Right. 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 And I actually interviewed somebody who said, I love TikTok. I loved playing on it. It was such a fun platform. But then I finally realized My people are not here. So it doesn't matter how much fun I'm having. I should probably be somewhere where my people are.
1: Yes. I just had that conversation with someone yesterday. It's like, yeah, I hear you saying you want to be on there because you've been hearing that people say you should. But is that where your audience hangs out? And when she was asked that question directly, she said, no, no, not not. my audience. (laughs) Okay, well, there's your answer. Right. Then
0: I think about things like when is it better to do a video versus a live? For example, with Instagram, I think if you do a reel, and I'm not, I don't have the lingo all down, but if you do a reel, you can put things in it. Whereas if you do a live, it's not necessarily the same. So I'm wondering if there's different platforms that it's better to use a different form of video on those different platforms and just what your your sense of that is.
1: I think that because they are constantly coming up, they meaning the social platforms like Meta, right? Mm -hmm. They're constantly coming up with new ways and new features for us to use with clips like Reels. I think there is more that you can do now than ever before. Now, the thing to keep in mind is that really your Reels TikToks, any type of short form video clips like that, they're designed typically for awareness and brand building. Your live stream will be more because it's typically going to be longer. At least Mm -hmm. that's my intention. So my Mm -hmm. live stream is more of a conversation with the audience, right? So with it being more of a conversation and not a talking head or a one minute limited time video, That conversation is going to be intended for a different purpose. So it may be about nurturing an existing audience that you're already starting to build and not so much just getting the awareness and the brand building. It is now I'm in nurture mode and I'm converting people from being lurkers into becoming leads into becoming paid clients. So. That's the reason why I say that diversity of content is necessary because each of them has a different intention and purpose. The short clips are going to help you with people who've never seen you before, because that's the way that the algorithm moves people in a certain direction. Right. To see things that you haven't you're discovering, but your live streams typically going to be people that are already following you and they get pinged. Hey, Meg is on the phone or she's on live right now go over and see what she's talking about. And so you have there that community building and the potential for conversion. So I think really it's a matter of deciding what is the purpose? What am I intending for this particular video to do so that you can then create your strategy that way?
0: So, so good. We'll be back to my interview right after this. If you're enjoying my interview with Tanya Smith, imagine what it would be like to be able to rub elbows with her, to ask the very questions that you're probably coming up for you right now and get a direct answer from her. Those are the benefits that the members of the Star Coach community get. I bring in an expert guest every month To share expertise and then be able to get in there and answer questions from the community, challenge the community to step forward and bring their work into the world. So, if you're tired of spinning your wheels as a coach, trying to attract the clients that you want to create the kind of income you desire and feeling as though you don't have any place to get your questions answered, you're isolated and frustrated. I invite you to join the Star Coach community. That is why I created the community, to be a game changer for coaches like you. And I am hearing success after success from the community. Coaches who are putting the pieces together, who are gaining contracts, and breaking through the frustrating spin and getting things done done. If you'd like to know more about the Star Coach community, to see a few of the things that are usually behind the paywall, go to starcoachshow.com slash community, starcoachshow.com slash community and explore what is available to you because we are waiting to have you join us and help you have the business that you really desire. Now let's go back to the show. So when we think about objections and we think about the stories we tell ourselves to keep ourselves from doing things like video or lives, one of the things I hear is you you just you probably have to have so much equipment to do something like this. You have to have, you know, a studio and you have to. And, and so let's handle that objection. How much truth is there in there?
1: It's not true. (laughs) It's not. That's a total myth. Um, I can say that today I actually sent out a throwback picture, a throwback video from six plus years ago. I didn't have this studio. I was using a webcam that was built into my laptop and it was at this really weird angle that looked right up my nose. Like it was not, (laughs) you know, it was weird. You could barely hear me. The quality was not great. But that video had over five hundred and something views at the time. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still out there because I like to show people how far you can go. I started then with hardly anything and built up the consistency and decide made decisions, informed decisions once I knew this is something I'm committed to doing about, okay, how do I take this to the next level? And I started bringing people into my environment that would help me to elevate my graphics and to make certain things look better than they did before and to really position myself as a pro in the space. But you don't start, everybody has to start somewhere. So really your phone, if you use your phone nowadays, we all have these really fabulous phones that cost us a pretty penny anyway. Mm-hmm. So starting sure, with the that cost phone. of a
0: studio anyway. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Start there. Excellent. What's an objection you hear with the people you work with, an obstacle that keeps them from doing this?
1: I have someone I'm working with right now who has a very, she's facing a very common roadblock that we tend to put on ourselves. She says she doesn't feel like she's ready. She doesn't have the confidence She's trying to get herself built up enough in her head to be able to get on camera without feeling like she's being judged the entire time. And I had to break something down for her and be truthful. You will be judged. So right, <laughs> you're being judged on everything you're doing anyway. Whatever content you're putting out there, however you put yourself, if you own a business, there are perceptions being made about you and your business right now with or without a camera. So why not be intentional and on purpose about what you choose to create? Why not put a plan in place? Why not put yourself on camera and make those connections with people who really need you and they've been waiting for you to get out of your shell so that you can help them? Because they didn't know anything about you until they saw you on camera. And they didn't know what was possible for them to do until they saw you do it. Right. That is huge for me. That's one one of the things that kept me going, honestly, when I moved out of the social media focus space and moved into video was I knew that the more I would show up, the more likely the people that I was meant to make an impact on, those people would show up for themselves. Right.
0: So, we can't forget the importance of modeling the way. And when we uh, are an influencer or a, a leader in our industry or whatever it is that we're doing, or, or just setting an example for the people that are listening to us, are tuning in, who, and you never know who needs to hear exactly what you're saying at that exact moment. And if That's you right. don't say it, they're never going to hear it. It's true. So, so when we think about getting video onto the different social media platforms. One of the things that I believe, and I'm throwing this out to Tanya because I could completely be wrong about my belief. So this is one of my obstacles is going, is that it is, there are less roadblocks or it's, it's easier to kind of go live on some platforms than others. So the belief that I have is that, you know, there's extra steps or extra requirements. Is it not true? Like to go live on YouTube, you have to have a thousand followers.
1: That used to be the case. I honestly, I need to double check that. I don't know for sure that that's the case in this moment. I believe that that depends on the type of device that you're using. So for instance, if you're trying to go live directly from your phone, there is a minimum limit in terms of, or a minimum requirement in in terms of you being able to just go live. And part of that is mm-hmm. for safety and security reasons, right? Because we don't right. just want random just hackers. Every time
0: Dick and Harry to go live. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now LinkedIn at some point had a whole gateway. They were gatekeepers and saying, Oh, you can't go live until we approve you. And there still may be some people at this point that don't have access, but they really have allowed a lot more people the ability to be able to go live on LinkedIn. It took me <laughs> I think it was three years. I think that most of my clients already had access to LinkedIn before I did. And I just given up. I threw my hands in the air like I'm teaching them, but I'm not getting access. So it's Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It is Um, crazy. It was really weird. Um, Facebook is the easiest. I will say that. If you are trying to go live right now in this moment and you want to test drive it, Facebook is the easiest because they do have a native app built in. There is no restriction that I'm aware of that keeps you from going live on Facebook right out the gate. You can turn on a, for me, just me, audience. So if you don't want it to go to the public or you just want it to go to a particular group of people, you can Change your settings. So there's a
0: little bit of safety. You can kind of test the water with Facebook.
1: Yes. Instagram, you can go live from your phone. However, if you want to go live from your desktop, they're still rolling that out, and only a few people have live desktop capability. There's workarounds that sometimes don't work for people. I do have the access from Instagram, but I haven't been consistent on Instagram yet. Uh, So, yeah, Facebook is probably the simplest in terms of criteria that need to be met and just ease of clicking buttons.
0: Well, is it true that to go on to LinkedIn, if you can go live on LinkedIn, that you have to use like a streaming service to do it? You can't just hop on like you can on Facebook. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, you need to invest in a streaming platform. Um, There are several. The ones that I usually recommend are StreamYard and Restream. So you do need, and, and as a matter of fact, here's the thing about LinkedIn and using that third party platform, it is, it makes the engagement easier for you because you're then, when you use these platforms, able to control comments as comments come into your inbox on the screen. You can show them, you can display them. And what that does for you and for your stream that you're doing is it allows people to feel acknowledged. They're like, oh, wow, that's my comment on the screen. Like they see me, (laughs) they're talking to me.
0: People want to be seen and heard,
1: (laughs) yeah. So I do love that aspect of going live using a third-party streaming platform because then not only can you stream, for instance, with LinkedIn, But then you can also do multi-streaming to several different platforms at once if that's what you want to do. If you're experimenting and you're trying to figure out what's the right one for me, if you multi-broadcast or multi-stream, you can kind of get your numbers and figure out, okay, here's where I see more activity and drive more people to that space. And that will give you some ideas, too, about your demographics because you can really study, okay, who here is watching like what's their age group, what's their gender, where do they live? You can get those type of statistics if you're using, if you're being strategic about how you go live.
0: Love that. So that concept, do you mind if we lean a little bit into using a third party? Mm -hmm. Because once again, I hear objections coming up. Oh, that sounds really hard. And like, I'm not going to be able to use it. So let's talk a little bit about what would be sort of a minimum learning curve or I don't know, just how difficult is this?
1: I know it. OK, so the platform that you choose will dictate how difficult it is. OK, Makes so sense. that's that's honest. I use a platform called Ecamm Live, which I love because it allows me to produce really TV quality shows. But I don't recommend that right out the gate for most people who are newcomers to live streaming. StreamYard is fairly simple because it has kind of a minimalist look. So there's only a few buttons that you see on the sidebar. So, you know, okay, I need to click this. Right. And then I click this and then I go live. Right. But there are some that are a little bit more complex. Restream, I would say, would be in between those two. So If you're someone who is thinking about this, you need to think about, hey, what's my typical capacity to learn technology? Am I willing to do what it takes to learn? Should I go and watch a few YouTube channels? Should I hire a coach? Um, It's one of the things, excuse me, one of the things I do is work with some of my clients in my community on learning how to use the platform that they've selected and chosen. So you can do it. But you have to make the decision, just like with anything else, you have to make the decision do I want to learn to do this and then take the steps to be informed?
0: Thank you for that. And the reality is, any new skill takes a bit to grow into. So, is it going to be as comfortable on your first as it will for your 20th? No, probably not. And yet, there are tools available, there are people available like Kenya to help you really maximize what's available how you want to show up what you need to be thinking about coaches need coaches too
1: yeah.
0: and and often it's coaches on things like video or or business building or whatever it is that that we're wanting to do so when you think about driving business engagement through the use of video what Have we left on the table that is important for our listeners to consider?
1: I would say it's the consistency. So be committed because the first few times out, you're probably going to have an audience that is very silent if you have an audience at all. And I think sometimes people get discouraged and they think, well, this is not working and they just give up too soon. But the more consistent you are, literally when I decided I was going to do a live streaming show, I sat down and said, okay, I'm going to give this a whirl and I'm going to go live once a week. At the time I said twice a week, that was too ambitious. But at least once a week for an entire year and see what happens. And if this doesn't work, if this doesn't boost the organic growth that I used to have and no longer have, if this doesn't do these things, then I'll let it go. I'll stop. I can stop. But that commitment and then the consistency of showing up each week is what Mm -hmm. drove people to come because then they saw me as being reliable. They knew I would come on a certain day and time.
0: That's what I was going to ask. So when you're talking about consistency, you're not just saying, you know, hop on whatever that that they kind of know that this is when to expect you to be there Yes, and people just kind of begin to look for you at that time. Yep.
1: And if they can't come at that time, they know I was on at that time and they can watch the replay, but giving people something to say, hey, this is the schedule makes it much easier and more likely that they will show up. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and what's interesting is that you then have this loyal following. I wanted to share with you, you were a guest on for the Star Coach community. You did a, a awesome Star Power Hour that people are still talking about. But what was fun about that was that you showed, you demoed a live stream for us. And you, because you've got this, this loyal following, you let your group know, hey, I'm going to be doing this live demo. So if you want to jump on, jump on. And we'll your community jumping on because you let them know. And yeah. that's like what consistency and bringing great content and building that know, like, trust factor. Your your community was like, hey, we're, we're here oh, to yeah. kind of support you in this. And that was just so much fun. <laughs>
1: It was fun. And we were really experimenting, weren't we?
0: <laughs> we really were. And it worked incredibly. And you know what? I can tell you the community got so much value and it didn't matter if it was perfect. I mean, it was it was really great, but it wasn't, nobody was looking for perfection. They were looking for the experience yeah. and you being willing to come out and say, look, let's do this. Let's sort of do our little
1: Behind meta the scenes, meta thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Wizard of Oz type of laughter. Yeah, stream. see behind
0: yeah. The, the curtain. And and it worked so well to the place that the community is still buzzing about the what you brought forward. Cool. So consistency, um, important. So let's leave with a challenge for the audience. You know, I challenge you to think about, first of all, based upon what Tanya said, explore where your audience hangs out. There's lots of different platforms. Who is your audience and where do they hang out? Yeah. And then if if you were starting, just starting with a challenge, Tanya, what would you challenge them to try?
1: I would challenge them to do and I don't want to say scripted to the point to where you've written the entire script out, but jot down some bullet points and go live for at least 5 minutes in front of an audience. And it could be your family members, it could be your friends, whoever you want. But just try the experience and see how do you feel afterwards. Like, what was that like for you? If you feel this, oh, I'll never do that again. Maybe that's not for you. But if you feel this exhilaration that you're kind of surprised about, which a lot of people feel, that they're like, wow, I didn't know it was going to be that fun. It was was so
0: much fun. fun. It was easier than I thought it was going to be, and I had somebody show up, and. thing even if somebody doesn't show up as Tanya had mentioned they're going to get the replay and you're still getting the incredible power of Mm -hmm. whatever the platform is saying hey Tanya Smith is live right now and so it is getting your name in front of people right there and they might very well go back and watch it later so just because you do, If you don't have anybody at that moment does not mean you're not making an impact.
1: You would be surprised at how many people come and say, "Oh, I watched you on the replay." right? Such so to the point yeah. to where now I'll say, "Hey, if you're watching the replay, type in hashtag replay so I can come back and acknowledge you." Like they'll write that in the comments, so it sends me a ping so I can come back and make sure I respond in the comments.
0: Oh, I love that tip. What other tip? Yeah. Give us just a yeah. so one. Yeah, <laughs> saying like, um, if you're watching I know there, I know you've got lots. Um, but give us like another juicy tip to kind of wrap up our time together today.
1: Based on that whole comment thing, the big juicy tip would be make sure you do respond to people. If you're doing pre-recorded videos. As a live, which some people do, you're not going to get the same reaction. Just know that. So when I'm suggesting doing live streaming, I'm saying like really be on live so that when you see someone, when you see Jane in the comments, you can say, hey, Jane, I see you. Thanks for coming. And even once the show is over, once you're done recording, make the time with the next 24 to 48 hours to go back in and see who's commented so that you can respond to them. Because the more you interact with people, especially on YouTube, the more that they see that you're interacting, the more that they feel like, oh, this person, they really they really do enjoy this and they're paying attention to me. Because everybody that. has the what's in it for me mode, right?
0: Well, and everybody wants to be seen and heard they and acknowledged. That. Yeah. And, that's and I would say, that is the beauty, and that there, as with everything in life, there's a bit of a balance. So I have heard people say, when I'm listening to a live, and the, and this might be under one of the educate ease, mm-hmm. the person is sharing something, and they stop every two words to acknowledge somebody else coming on and asking about them, and and they never. So I would say this is like balance. Definitely acknowledge people, yeah. say hello. Maybe stay focused and give your thing, and then acknowledge and ask, "How is this landing on you? What do you, you know?" Ask for comments. Yeah. Um, but it's with life, isn't everything about kind of finding the 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 balance between things?
1: Yep. It is. It is. And yeah, I mean, you you're gonna have some people who are critics, right? That won't even dare to do what you're doing. You're gonna have people that will say. Oh, well that person they were just taking too long to get to the point. After a while you will get But
0: they past showed up. That.
1: That's mm-hmm. right. They showed up. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They'll get past that and you'll get past that, but you do have that balancing act of making sure that you're focusing on the content so that you can give people what they came there for and acknowledging the folks in the, in your scene, right? So Right. I try to do that periodically. Yes, right. So I try to pause after I've made a particular message point clear and say oh well let me acknowledge that I see so-and-so has popped into the room and I see a couple of questions right and I'll have people if they are asking questions because at the very beginning when I do my intro I'll say I'm really here live <laughs> <I know. laughs> right this is me <laughs> yeah and if you want your questions answered pop them in the comments and in the best way for me to identify and to know it's a question is if you put a cue in front of it so similar to what we might do in Zoom or anywhere else, put mm-hmm. a cue in front of it so I can go back and I can scan through and I'll see those cues popping out at me and I can make sure that I answer. So just things like that, you'll adopt your own style over time mm-hmm. and it'll be your own identity on your live stream. You don't have to be like anybody else. You can absolutely be fully yourself. And as you continue to do this consistently and you come back and do it, at least weekly, is what I would recommend. If you do that, then you start to find little things that you can tweak in your process.
0: I appreciate that you're sharing your little, some tips for, certainly we're all gonna kind of come up with our own, what works best, but having some tips from a pro is certainly helpful as well. So Tanya Smith, you are my go-to expert in this field. Your, if anybody is not following Tanya, you are missing out on just creativity (laughs) and beauty and great golden content. So follow Tanya. We're going to have links for you to follow her in the show notes. Tanya, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to help us all drive more success to our brand and and to our business by letting people see who we are and maybe even hear our hearts a little huh
1: yeah i hope so thank you for having me once again absolutely
0: i hope that you're feeling both motivated and a little challenged to get out there and begin to create some video content to engage your audience and and drive your business engagement. If you'd like to know more about Tanya Smith, first of all, tune in at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays to stream Like a Boss on YouTube and follow Tanya. To get all of her links and connect with her, go to starcoatshow.com slash 369, starcoatshow.com slash 369, or if you're watching this on YouTube, grab the links below the video. My conversation with Tanya continues in the Star Coach community, where I have bite-sized content and words of wisdom from hundreds of guests available to our members in the Star Coach community. If you'd like to know more about the Star Coach community, go to starcoachshow.com community starcoachshow.com slash community. Next week, I am wrapping up 2023 with my guest, Tom Berlin. Tom is an executive and leadership coach who brought a coaching program into his organization that rocked their socks and changed their bottom line. The results were amazing. And we're going to talk about what elements go into creating that coaching culture and how leaders are impacted when they learn coaching as a leadership style. I had the honor of facilitating that program, and we have a great discussion about it. So join us next week. As we come to a close for this episode, I would say, if you're enjoying the show, let people know about it. If this is creating a difference in the way that you are showing up as a coach or as a leader, let your friends and family know about it. We'd love to have them join us as well. So until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your success. Be kind to yourself, be kind to others, enjoy the season, and we'll see you next week.